Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Formula One Funcast. Thank you for joining me here today for this episode of the Driver Deep Dive series. It is a solo ride for me, your host, James Messer, the man that was once called the JMS Express, a terrible nickname I gave myself a long time ago, but we're going to revive it and bring it back here. So the JMS Express is in the house. No Connor Gagnon, no crew chief today, but I'm very excited to have the the honor and the privilege to talk to you all and do another driver deep dive today. Uh, this episode will be on uh, F1 driver Joe Ganyu. Ganyu. I, I apologize right off the bat for my pronunciation of uh, his name. I have what I consider to be a bit of an audio bias when it comes to Joe Ganyu's last name. I have a dear friend back home in Massachusetts who um, also has a similar sounding last name, Ganyu. He was known as Ganyu his whole life, so I uh, mentally I have a block that I have a hard time getting around when it comes to pronouncing Joe's name. And it's not Joe, J-O-E, it's Z-H-O-U, Joe Ganyu. And I do believe in some Asian countries, the what we consider the first name is the last name, and the last name is the first name. You know, the family name and the surname are flip-flopped. I'm not sure if that's the case for Joe Ganyu, or if that is um, kind of already been flipped and flopped by the people in the Formula One world to get us all saying his name properly. But either way, we'll get over those mental blocks. Very excited to talk to you about Joe Ganyu today. And um, let's let's fire this baby up and, and let it ride. So one thing before um, we get into this driver deep dive episode is uh, I'd like to just, when we first started doing these driver deep dives, I had the idea of doing episodes saying farewell to any drivers who fell off the grid during the season, and as we all know by now, Nick DeVries has been uh, excommunicated from AlphaTauri and the Red Bull program, and Connor and I, mostly Connor, thought we didn't want to pile on and say, and do a whole podcast um, critiquing Nick DeVries' short career in Formula One, so we just want to say that uh, we hope Hope things work out for for Mr. Nick DeVries. He was the subject of one of our very first driver deep dives. And now that he is no longer part of the AlphaTauri team, we do wish him all the best going forward in his racing career. Now with that out of the, out of the way, I just would like to give you the basics on Mr. Joe Ganyu. And as I'm looking at it, there's a pronunciation guide that says it should be pronounced more as uh, so... Kuan Yu, but we're going to go with what works for me, but I just, I always am very um, respectful, or I try to be respectful of some of the pronunciations of these people's, these drivers' hometowns and names, and, you know, Formula One is such a worldwide sport that some of these names and places can get a little tricky, but let's not get bogged down in the details. So, Mr. Gan Yu was, uh, he's the only He's the only Chinese driver on the Formula Formula One grid right now, so that means he represents about a billion people out there. If the uh, if the Chinese population is rooting for their home hometown guy, and if you are out there listening to this in 
China and you're one of those billion and you happen to stumble across us at the F1 Funcast, feel free and please do send us a a message at F1 Funcast at Gmail or anywhere on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter or X or whatever they call it now, I'm not sure, or even at Threads or wherever, just look up F1 Funcast, you'll find us out there and we'd love to know that you're hearing us all the way across the world in China. So, Drogon Yu was born May in uh, May 30th of 1999. And right now I believe he's the third oldest, maybe fourth oldest driver on the grid now. And it always blows my mind to see these drivers being born in the late 90s, early 2000s. It really puts into perspective just how long in the tooth uh, your your host here is getting and um, same for any sport that you follow when you start seeing um, athletes being born in the 2000s and the 2010s won't be too long it's a um, it always puts it into perspective that um, my athletic days may be behind me but that doesn't mean that there's nothing in front of us and so Drogon Yu, Alfa Romeo driver, I almost said Alfa Tari, Alfa Romeo driver, um, started his career in 2022, last year, and uh, with Alfa Romeo, I, I guess I shouldn't say started his career as um, none of these guys, none of these drivers, I should say, start their career in Formula One, it's more of they reach the pinnacle when they get to Formula One. So Joe had completed his journey in 2022 and uh, in the Alfa Romeo team, as we said, here of myself. And I'd, I'd just like to fact check myself a little bit here on uh, Joe Ganyu. He is now the one, two, three, four, fifth oldest, fifth youngest driver on the grid behind Oscar Piastri, Logan Sargent, Yuki Tsunoda and Lando Norris and uh, just a a year ahead about six months older than Lance Stroll so you know uh, this year the guys that are younger than him Oscar Piastri, Logan Sargent those are two so he would have been the third oldest third youngest I'm sorry um, last year when he he started his career with Alfa Romeo interestingly Joe Ganyu is another driver that um, did not win a Formula 2 title before coming to Formula 1. I know that in the first few episodes of the Driver Deep Dive series, I said it was imperative and must be done winning a Formula 2 championship to get to Formula 1. But that's, once again, not the case with Joe Ganyu. He is... uh, he finished third, I believe, in his last year of uh, Formula 2 before getting his spot with Alfa Romeo. He did climb the ranks through Formula 3, Formula 2, Formula 4, Formula 3, 2, and now he has an F1 seat, which I'm sure he is very proud to have and to um, to represent his country the best he can every Sunday when we all sit down to watch the race. And... Uh, you know, he started his karting career, once again, another perspective bender for me, is he started his karting career in 2010. So, 
you know, you see him out there driving on a, on a Sunday or on a Saturday or over the weekend. And you think that's a grown man doing his thing. But 2010, 13 years ago, he was just a kid. And at that point, he, uh, he had a little bit of a slow start to his career and struggled somewhat. But um, got his got his bearings underneath him within a few years, and uh, did finally start to take off through the karting, the karting world. And the karting world is really something that I have come to be more curious about, as uh, I've learned more about how these these drivers find themselves in Formula One seats. I mean, it's clear to me that the karting world is a little bit like the little league of baseball or the AAU of basketball where I mean you're not going to you're not going to just get stuck into a a formula 4 or 3 car when you're 10 or 11 years old but you know I've never really been fast karting and it looks fun I know I'm a little too old to start my formula 1 career but but Connor and I have a uh, a standing order that the next time we get together and the weather is right that we're going to do a little karting and I'm going to teach him a thing or two about entries and exits through the turns. And he'll have a nice time looking at the rear of my go-kart if he can still see me uh, by the time we're done. So that is one thing. Maybe we'll live stream when we get together. And um, all of this Formula One podcasting has really piqued my interest in karting. But this is not a podcast about what interests me. That's not what we're doing. This is a podcast about Joe Ganyu. So Joe has... Uh, made 34 starts over his young Formula One career, and he's still looking for that first podium or that first um, win. You know, it could, be a, it could be a ways off in the Alfa Romeo, but he does have, uh, to his name, two fastest laps, which is something because if you're not winning races and you, you've got a couple fastest laps, that, that shows that you have pace and you have... You know, that one lap pace that uh, can make such a difference in qualifying. And he uh, he certainly he certainly has some, some room to, I wouldn't say improve, because I'm not sure if it's the car, the driver, the team, what it is that's holding Alfa Romeo back, Valtteri Bottas back, Joe Ganyu back. But he certainly, I'm sure, in his heart would like to to finish a little bit higher in the points more often. And uh, his best finish ever was 8th uh, place. And his most common finish is 16th place, where he's finished 8 times in his career. Um, so that kind of shows the the window of opportunity is open for that improvement for Ganyu. See, I say Ganyu, and I shouldn't. I'm talking to an old friend when I say that, but we're going to go with it. We, uh, we're going to go with it because I can't, I can't try to change the way my brain processes things too quickly here while we're on the fly at the F1 Funcast. And so, um, we're going to go with it. It's Ganyu, as far as I'm concerned, Guanyu, it's more of a K sound, but again, I mean no disrespect when I mispronounce anyone's name or hometowns here on the F1 Funcast. The last year he uh, qualified 15th in his maiden voyage in Formula 1 in Bahrain in 2022 and had a bit of a rough start but was able to recover and finish 10th scoring his first Formula 1 point 
which I'm sure was a great excitement for him and his fans and his teammates to score a point in your in your first Formula One race. I, I feel like that must have been one of the best days he's had on a racetrack, just simply because, you know, the jitters of being a rookie and being new at something and then turning around and uh, finishing much higher than your qualifying position really is uh, something to be there's something to be said for that and for the grit and the tenacity and you know it's it's tough in those Alfa Romeos and before he was um, an Alfa Romeo driver he was a test driver for Renault which um, again he's he's kind of always been in these these mid to lower tier teams Renault as we know now is uh, Alpine and they are struggle bussing right now at Alpine there's been a lot of turnover there's been a lot of uh, drama, so I wonder if perhaps making the move to Alfa Romeo was a good move for Joe Ganyu. And so, in 2023, in in Hungary, I would say that Joe had his best weekend as a Formula One driver, as he uh, he finished fifth in qualifying, I believe, and set the fastest. Q1 time so once again you know there definitely is pace there in the driver and it's hard to tell if it's the car or the conditions or what it is that could be holding him back as uh as he tries to make his way in the in the f1 world although he did qualify fifth in uh, hungary there was some collision and some time penalties and things like that 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 dropped him back to 16th. So as I'm talking, I'm thinking maybe that's not the the best weekend he's had, but it was a strong qualifying. And I do believe that looking at his record, that this the qualifying pace and having a few fastest laps, he does seem to have the at least the one lap pace to compete with the big boys. And you just wonder, I wonder with any of these drivers, you took the driver, put him in a Red Bull, or uh, I guess a Red Bull, right? Because they're so far ahead and beyond. What would happen? How would he do? Where would he finish? It's hard to say. No one can know. We can't crystal ball that. But certainly um, interesting with his, his one lap pace has been there throughout his young Formula One career. Sadly, the thing I think at this point in his career that Joe Guan Yu has will be remembered for and known for was in 2022 at Silverstone where his first lap collision with Mercedes George Russell sent him upside down in a horrifying crash into the barrier upside down where after the race he he credited and I think the whole the whole sporting world credited the halo device with saving his life and you know, I don't want to tell you to go watch the crash because it was, it was breathtakingly scary, and it was, um, he was really pancaked upside down in, in the car. But it was something at the time that was um, scary, and it was the talk of the Formula One world. And unbelievably, unbelievably, he just got checked out by some doctors in the garage. Or in, I'm not sure where, I don't, but I don't think he even left the Silverstone track. And he was good to go racing again 
the next weekend. But um, check out, don't check out the crash, but but just understand that he he's one of those drivers right now that can count his lucky stars that uh, the Halo device was there and we avoided a tragic incident last year in Silverstone with uh, Joe Guan Yu. And I'm sure, I'm sure with uh, this young man that he would like to change what people remember him for. He would like to change the narrative of uh, being in a, a slower car and being the guy that walked away from that that wreck, you know, as Roman Grosjean has kind of dubbed himself the the Phoenix and the man who, who came through the fire after his horrific crash a few years ago. I do think when people think of Joe Ganyu, they think of that crash in Silverstone that was just gut-wrenching and, and really hard to watch. So, you know, I, I feel for him and I feel like this is a guy that if he gets his kind of stars aligned and maybe a shot on another team that he could do some damage and I don't mean that that sounds bad as I'm saying it but he could do some real real damage on the Formula One grid and and work his way up the the standings and score some more points I don't think he's done scoring points yet in his uh, Formula One career that's that's for sure and you know as we're going through this 2023 season with Max Verstappen and Red Bull just stomping on everybody every weekend. I wonder if Alfa Romeo might look at um, this season as a real. In some of these, some of these drivers and some of these teams must look at this season as a real, almost free test year, if that makes any sense. As a year or two, yes, they're trying to win and they're trying to score points, but also they know that they're not going to catch Red Bull. They probably knew that from the. The moment they rolled out on uh, onto the track for the first preseason practice, so I do wonder if there's a bit of an eye to the future with Alfa Romeo and with Joe Guanyu, um, in terms of there's there's space to grow and there's no pressure to to finish on the podium in 2023. And I don't know if the same can be said about no pressure from his home base and from all the people in China who are, are rooting for him. And I shouldn't just say China, but all over the world who are, are rooting for him. And he's one of these drivers that a lot of sponsorship money comes with and a lot of uh, expectations are probably behind him where I would imagine in, in 2024, we're going to want to see some steps forward for Joe Guan Yu. But you have to consider that as the only Chinese driver on the Formula One grid, that worldwide he's got as much of a fan base as an audience as almost anyone, save for Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, and maybe Charles Leclerc, because it's just it, it's to have your guy, to have your your hometown guy out there racing along alongside the likes of the Red Bulls and Mercedes and Ferraris has to be has to get you watching on the weekend and has to make you feel like very proud. And I can only imagine the, the feeling of happiness when he does finally win his first race. And when he does, you know, finish that first podium or, or on pole position. And it, it's going to be a, a beautiful thing for, for so many fans of his and people from his home country who, who are watching and people all around the world who, who are rooting for uh, Joe Guan Yu to do well because you know there's so many drivers from Europe and there's so many 
you know, at this point, Logan Sargent's the only American driver. And I know a lot of um, people I know that watch the sport really root for Logan Sargent because it's a patriotic thing. And I know that the Chinese people are a patriotic people. And I, I hope and I'm sure that they're behind him and they're rooting for him. And we're all rooting for him to continue his career in Formula One. And I wish I had more information for you. I wish I could go on for the next hour about Joe Guan Yu and where he's headed in the future. But at this point, we're going to leave it here because I think his story has much more to be written rather than has been written in the past. So that's Alfa Romeo's Joe Guan Yu. Thank you for checking us out. Thank you for listening in on the F1 Funcast. Please, like I said, you can always find us on social media at F1 Funcast across all the different platforms. And Connor is at Connor Gagnon, C-O-N-N-O-R-G-A-G-N-O-N on Instagram. He's the guy with more information. He's the guy with the encyclopedic knowledge. I've got to take all these notes and look at all these, these things. I can't even read my own handwriting. But we're having fun. I love learning about these guys. And I am certainly going to be rooting for Joe Ganyu to continue his career past 2023. And to to look to a bright future where where maybe he can get all those, those billion people in uh, the People's Republic of China up off their seat, on their feet, cheering him on, pole position, podium finish. I think that's all in the future for Joe Ganyu. And uh, let me know what you think. Is there is there a pole position in his future in 2024? Is is there something about Drogon Yu that we should know that I missed? Please let us know. Email us. And until next time, we're going to get together with the crew chief uh, over this weekend. We'll have more stuff for you during the break. I know everyone's looking for, for a way to keep focused on Formula One. So until next time, everybody, t- be safe out there. Tell your loved ones you love them. Go for a drive and pretend you're on a track enjoying a beautiful lap around Silverstone or Circuit of Americas or whatever your favorite track is. Go out there and have a little fun, but safely, because you're not a Formula One driver. These guys are. I'm not either. I'm just a guy that talks too much about Formula One. Looking forward to talking to the Chief again soon. Looking forward to talking to you all again soon. Thank you for joining me. The JMS Express is rolling on out of here. We'll see you next time, everybody. Take care.